letting you know what's going on without going on and on and on. Welcome to a fast-paced way to get caught up on all the day's biggest local stories from News Talk 830-WCCO. This is the All Local. With Wednesday's WCCO All Local, I'm Lindsay Peterson. Today's stories include an update on Minneapolis's 3rd Police Precinct, a local connection to who might lead the House in the wake of Kevin McCarthy's dismissal as Speaker, and local support for the UAW strike. But we begin with the Minnesota Twins. Stays, and the payoff pitch, a swing and a drive, left field and deep, back it goes, gone! Left field, bleachers, home run! Royce Lewis, why not? Instead of trying to find ways to battle from behind, the Twins are in command of a postseason series for the first time in nearly two decades. There's no more reason to look back for the Twins, who can advance to the next round of the AL playoffs with one more win. They can get that today. A Toronto win forces the deciding game three tomorrow, but allow fans like Ted Skillings to enjoy the reality of that miserable playoff losing streak coming to an end. I mean, I've been waiting for this for a long time. I'm 30 years old, so I've only seen a couple playoff wins in my lifetime, so it's good to see them get win again and hopefully we can carry the momentum going to the next game. Game two and the possible game three are set for target field which was sold out for game one and finally was the site of a Twins playoff victory. At target field, Al Shock, Newstock A3O, WCCO. And former Twins manager Ron Gardenhire telling WCCO's Chad Hartman he's very impressed with this team and with pitcher Pablo Lopez's winning performance yesterday. It's fun to watch. Watch these guys get out there and they're just, they have no fear. And uh, you can see that. You could see him in that yesterday. And and uh, then the bullpen did their thing. And that's what the hell you write it all out. Sonny Gray on the mound for the Twins. And he's taking on former Twins pitcher Jose Barrios Wednesday afternoon as the Twins look to move on to the ALDS against Houston. This is Laura Oaks. Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry with a message to the City Council today about a new site for the city's 3rd Precinct Police Station. If you're not going to pick it, I am. In a letter, Fry says he wants to build the city's first comprehensive safety center at the previously considered Minnehaha Avenue site, just a few blocks from the charred remains of the original building destroyed in the George Floyd riots. He did not include a dollar figure, but the cost is expected to be between 22 and $26 million. Fry has asked the council to approve the funds or give him the money to move ahead with the project. The teenager who shot and killed a beloved St. Paul father and hockey coach will spend the next 25 and a half years in prison. Cleese Wee shot 44-year-old Michael Brazel earlier this year outside of his St. Anthony Park home. As Brazel was trying to stop Swee and another teen from rummaging through his wife's car, which was parked outside. Swee himself made a statement of remorse. The judge in the case said he hopes that Swee works on himself over the next two decades in prison and that he comes out on the other side a better man. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. A new clinic in Minneapolis is breaking down barriers for those seeking help with opioid addictions. Community Medical Services Outreach Leader Julio Luque says they pride themselves on being a leading addiction clinic, providing clients with treatment medication in-house. Our goal is to get a client to come in, check in, and out the door in five minutes. Beyond that, the clinic is prepared to help patients with things like health care sign-up and food resources. It's great to see, you know, two months down the line, a patient coming in and saying, hey, I got my kid back, and it was because I've abstained from drugs because of your program. Or, hey, I was able to apply for food stamps. Now I'm not going hungry. That's what we want to see. CMS offers counseling, housing resources, and more to those battling addiction. Taylor Rivera. 
News Talk 830 WCCO. Twin Cities union members are calling it a day of picketing in support of the UAW strike. A whole new batch of union members showing up in New Hope to join striking United Auto Workers members outside the Stellantis Parts Distribution Center. Brandon Orr says he's overwhelmed by the support. We had a lot of support out at our other uh, event last week, and this, I think, has exceeded it by far. He says management is holding a job fair right now to replace the striking workers. They're asking people to come out here and take our jobs. And to see so many people come and stand with us, that's it's really an awesome thing. Minnesota joined the UAW strike in September, and the strike was expanded to 38 more locations. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minneapolis is reporting a high number of ballots being cast in early voting. The city of Minneapolis has received more than 2,100 early ballots since early voting began on September 22nd, a 14% increase compared to the first 11 days of early voting during the last city election in 2021. All 13 Minneapolis City Council seats are on the ballot this November. Minneapolis voters use ranked choice voting to select candidates in order of preference. Winners serve a two-year term. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Minnesota Congressman Tom Emmer is planning to run for U.S. House Majority Leader. Emmer is currently the House Majority Whip, but according to the Star Tribune, he is trying to line up support to become the next House Majority Leader. That position is currently held by Steve Scalise, who is expected to run for the speakership and who Emmer supports. Emmer has previously said he's not interested in the position. Susie Jones, News Talk 830 WCCO. I'm Steve Simpson. The search for the University of Minnesota's next president continues. The interim president, Jeff Adinger, telling WCCO's Vanita Sakar on the morning news that the Board of Regents will meet next week. I think their goal would be to have candidates and, and maybe even be able to identify a candidate by the say March timeframe, February, March timeframe. And then a lot of academic years kind of go July to July. Uh, and so I think their goal would be to have the new person in place at that time. And that's what my current contract runs until. Ettinger began work at the U in mid-June when the president at the time, Joan Gable, left to take a job at the University of Pittsburgh. Finally today, a man accused of stealing iconic footwear may be changing his plea. There's no place like home. There's no place 76-year-old Terry Martin pled not guilty earlier this year to one count of theft of major artwork. Investigators allege he stole the ruby red slippers worn by Judy Garland and the Wizard of Oz from the Judy Garland Museum in Grand Rapids back in 2005. Martin's trial was scheduled to get underway this week, but it was delayed until next Tuesday. That's when Martin's expected to enter a guilty plea. Federal prosecutors say the slippers were insured for $1 million, and that current fair market appraisal valued the slippers at $3.5 million. Mark Fry, News Talk 830 WCCO. Thanks for listening to WCCO's All Local. You can find each day's All Local and all of our podcasts at WCCORadio.com or by downloading the Odyssey app. I'm Lindsay Peterson, News Talk 830 WCCO. Cheer for the Minnesota Twins.